As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. How are you? Good. How are you? Big day. Had a big day today. Big Thank day, you. indeed. Thank you to the Portland Sea Dogs. We had a wonderful time. Sea Dogs won 3 1. Beat the Yankees farm team, whoever they were, the Patriots, I think. Double A, yes, the Somerset Patriots. Great experience. Great, um, great amenities. Great little park. It, it was just a wonderful experience. Not a bad seat in the house. And, uh, yeah, not a bad seat in the house for me. You sat in bad seats. But I was, no, my I seats had... were great. We could see everything. But uh, All the runs, we were right there. We were kind oh, of it was along the That was one of the press boxes where fabulous. it was at, too. You missed that, too. <laughs> I had a great time. James got to go in the press box. You delivered us food, which was great. He had official, James got that, that, sausage, that uh, sausage he had was... From, from the press box? For media members, indeed. So, um... So we'll talk more about that on the All You Can Eat podcast. But it was great, and thank you, Portland Sea Dogs. If you guys are in the area, what took us like an hour and twenty minutes to get there, or something? Less than that. Even. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I think it was like fifty-five minutes. It's very easy to do, and it's a great for us. It's literally just as easy and fast as going to Boston. And the game moves fast too. Maybe that's yes. a matter. I know that there was a there's a clock that they use now, and I guess that's in the major leagues too. But it moves nice and fast. Just a, just a, an ideal day, ideal game. Check out the Portland Sea Dogs. Yes, and every Sunday the kids get to run the bases after the game, which is cool too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was great. No foul balls this time. Just to, that's that's how the. Well, there were foul balls. Well, that's right. Not us. <laughs> yes, I, I believe I wasn't contending that there wasn't a ball hit in, into foul territory. No, there were. <laughs> there were also three broken bats in yes. one game, which was Very crazy. Pieces of bat flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. And as our kids pointed out, it was only the other team broke bats. So maybe that, there was maybe something suspicious was happening. Some With kind of bats. sabotage. Yeah, or maybe um, maybe it's the way the um, maybe it's the pitcher. Well, it was a couple of different pitchers, wasn't it? Anyway, um, so. I want to hit for a second some of the Sunday show stuff. Um, and one of them is just the way that they, just the way the media is is getting high off its own supply, to, to borrow a phrase. Right. Because they've created all these false, big, booming, 
um, you know, anxiety-inducing narratives, they've created them. They've decided to believe them. They water them and cultivate them, and then they react to them um, when the when the realities affect these. But it's all vaporware. Right. So Donald Trump obviously is to, to them, he's their that's the biggest project that Donald Trump is a super <laughs> scary guy. And one at one point today, Jonathan Gar- Carl, who's sitting for George Stephanopoulos. He just can't help himself. Listen to this. And not just be at a younger, smarter version of Trump. And, and Congressman Torres, I, we, we had a speech also yesterday, a commencement speech from Joe Biden, Howard University, made what seemed to be some a pretty grave tone talking about there are those who demonize and pit people against one another, and there are those that will do anything and everything, no matter how desperate or immoral, to hold on to power. I mean, how do you, how do you look at the at the threat of Trump? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> how do we get Pardon from me. desperate and immoral to Trump but, right away? But the Biden's speech yesterday is newsworthy because he was race baiting to a young a bunch of young black students. Right. It. But no, suddenly Trump did something wrong again yesterday. That's <laughs> the speech that Biden made. That was he why, struck a grave tone about Trump. <laughs> yes, but. It's remarkable. So he's asking now his panel to respond about Trump in the context of how he was referencing Biden's speech as if Biden's speech was factual. It's freaking remarkable. It's remarkable. It's a political stump speech Biden gave. Right. And so because Biden said there's an existential danger and right wing, oh, that's got to be fact. How do we respond to the existential right-wing danger? How do we do that? How do we respond for the fact that, uh, you know, years ago, uh, apparently that if there were a gay waiter or trans with a slight lisp, that we might make fun? How do you respond? To, like, as if it's a solid, an actual item, a fact that happened. It's not. It's just crap Biden said. <laughs> right. But it's actually... Well, like the- yeah, and, it, and Biden's always used total hyperbole to talk, um, like you point out about the gay waiter thing that he came up with, but you know, they didn't always use to react to him like that. Like when he said Mitt Romney was going to put people back in chains, they didn't go out on the Sunday shows and do- say like, what are we going to do about the fact that Mitt Romney literally wants to put black people into chains? Right. Like, I mean, you don't have to treat every outrageous thing that every politician says like it's now the truth but they do that with biden because they work for this administration basically i'm looking we had that cut we said it to ourselves of the biden that put y'all back in chains no no of him at uh, howard university we had sent it to us someone in the chat asks um yeah it's definitely in our exchange there with you and me our thread that we have um somebody in the chat says i thought the greatest danger was climate change now it's white supremacy i can't keep up well remember they're really part of the same threat because uh climate injustice threatens people of color and historically marginalized peoples more than other people, according to the left. So it's all, it, 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 I'm sure it also affects trans people more or something too, if the climate falls apart. Definitely, definitely climate change is contributing to, to the crisis at the border. That's for sure. I know that. So, you know, but, th- but that's typical, like to the left, it's all one issue. Everything is one issue to them. So abortion, trans people, climate, border, Injustice. Right. So here's the, here's mm-hmm. the part that, jo- that Jonathan uh, Carl was talking about. We know that American history has not always been a fairy tale. From the start, it's been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years between the best of us, the American ideal that we're all created equal, and the worst of us, a harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. It's never really over. Days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us. To choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat. To stand up against the poison 
white supremacists. I did my inaugural address to a single inaugural address. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you react to the poison of white supremacy? It's literally by which I just mean totally standard Republicans, right? <laughs> As the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Okay. Talk about, by the way, just pure cynical division in, right. in like what he's doing. The really racist thing he's doing by kneecapping these young black students and putting it into their heads that they have to be scared to death as a priority because of white supremacy being everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you, and you saw the Capitol attack, the white supremacy attack. Those people, everybody you saw that day, those are white supremacists. So people, so just so you know, you see people who look like that all over the place. They're everywhere. Be afraid, young black college students. I mean, this guy is such a POS, it's ridiculous. I'm not saying this because I'm of a black HBCU. No, no, not Definitely at all. Definitely not. Say wherever no. I go. Stand He's got the scowl. Lies, lies, troll for power and profit. Right. To confront the ongoing assault to subvert our election. Lies told for power and profit. This guy has just shown that he's gotten disbursements from a number of countries for a right. number of his immediate relatives in inner circle. And the ongoing attempt to, what did he say, overturn our elections or whatever he said he wants. But this is the thing, is they're trying to delegitimize every election now. Right, right. So let's go back to Jonathan Carl in this guy he's got sitting on the tone talking about there are those who demonize and pit people against one another, and there are those that will do anything and everything, no matter how the desperate The news item is right in front of you. It's that Biden said this. I mean, how, how do you, how do you look at the, at the threat of Trump second time around, third time around? And how do you look at, at the threat of Trump, he says? The threat of Trump is the question. Right. Not to load the question at all, but what do you think of the deadly threat that is Donald Trump? Deadly. <laughs> Jeez, it's remarkable. About, there are those who demonize and pit people against one another, and there are those that will do anything and everything, no matter how desperate or immoral, to hold on to power. I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you look at the, at the threat of Trump second time around, third time well, around? I mean, Don, Donald Trump is the Freudian head of the Republican Party. He represents what's worst about American politics and the person we saw at the town hall is exactly who Trump is, always has been and always will be. And so we should stop being surprised by the vulgar and crude snake oil salesmanship of Donald Trump. What I found notable is that even though he loves name calling, he conspicuously refused to call Vladimir Putin a war criminal. He conspicuously hmm, refused to say Jeff whether Carl? he wants Ukraine well, to win in the You're war. Right about that. So here you have a likely Republican presidential nominee. Why are they so obsessed with moral... Ukraine, by the but, way? But wait, 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 wait. This is an elected person, I think, that he's talking yeah. about. When he said he specifically wouldn't call out the Vladimir Putin. Oh, well, what are you suggesting? What's the insinuation there by you noticing that? That he didn't yeah. call him Putin. Do you have an insinuation? Do you have something to give us? Or is this dangerous uh, information? Dangerous Russian information. I mean, like, what is, like, totally unchecked stuff. This is it's just the total Trump obsession is freaking crazy. These people stop. No, because it's all the same. The jokes about Putin and Donald Trump sleeping together, the compromise, the, um, what's it called? The dossier, all the different things. This is all one big conspiracy theory and it's all the same to them. And they follow yeah. the philosophy of if there's smoke, there's fire, right? That, that, you know, if we suggest enough times on TV that Trump is somehow doing something untoward with Putin, if we make enough little vague insinuations, then like somehow we'll make it seem like there's something here when they don't have anything there. Well, the people in the town hall were all terrible, awful, awful, awful people. Those and, are the white supremacists Trump, we're worried about. And by about. the way, Trump plans, Trump, Trump fans, I don't know who let them do that, said Chris Christie. Uh, those are all, all terrible. So they weren't allowed to laugh, and Trump wasn't allowed to use hyperbole when talking about E. Jean Carroll, who's a psychotic, obviously, um, who um, is full of it. They weren't allowed to because the jury found that Trump had done some kind of sexual abuse to her. Not rape, but some kind of... They no, just, they thought there was a more than 50% chance he had because okay. it was a so civil because trial. That, because they came to that, then, then it becomes a serious rape trial, and you're not allowed to have any levity around this woman whatsoever. They were okay. attacking a rape victim. Right, so you can't. Mm -hmm. That 
so the Mueller report came out and exonerated Trump from being in the satchel of the Russians, but that's still good. That we can still make a joke about that, right? Even though that's been proven to be false. There's nothing. They spent three years and whatever million dollars, and you know, and sent some Trump people to jail, and they couldn't get the thing they were looking for. But that's still a a hot case. That's still alive. Yeah, of case. course. It's freaking crazy. Compass is so broken that he's more offended by a CNN host than he is by a war criminal like Vladimir Putin. And he actually said he doesn't like to talk about winning or losing. Yeah, well, that's all he <laughs> well, talks about. And, 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 you know, look, I think the Congress... So, wait a second. We are all just getting one in on Trump now? No even pretend? Not even pretending anymore? And he said, you let this guy say this litany of BS stuff and you just... Tip the ball in by piling on. Republican presidential nominee whose moral compass is so broken that he's more offended by a CNN host than he is by a war criminal like Vladimir Putin. What, what a lame ass line that that is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wants to go viral. So he's going to he had this ready for himself. He's more offended by CNN host than he was Vladimir Putin. Putin wasn't there. Right. Questioning him. You know, interrupting him. You know, I guarantee you that he would have been mad if Putin was interrupting him. Although, <laughs> although Putin is has more decorum than the CNN host and wouldn't have done that. Right. He's also smarter. Yes. Absolutely. It's just it's so so incredible. And he actually said he doesn't like to talk about winning or losing. Yeah, well. That's all. <laughs> wait, is, ha, that, ha, wait, ha. is that on topic still or is that w- w- so are we not serious anymore? I, I thought for... Now we can joke. Okay. Okay. Now well, we can joke. That. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, look. I, I think and the Then I com- get Chris Christie on on the panel as a panelist who is running for president. <laughs> Freaking holy hell. It's just insane to me. It's just insane. And there's another there's another um, one I got to. Oh, is it right here? So I also want to ask you, that it was back in, in two years ago, more than two years ago. Uh, the- oh, no, this is Mayorkas. That's the border. That's the border. We'll get to that in a second. So I want to contrast that. There's just this obsession with tr- everything Trump done. Trump, Trump is not allowed to say um, he doesn't want there to be winners and losers in the in the Ukraine war. He's got to say Ukraine, Ukraine needs to win. That's, oh, oh my goodness. He's not allowed to defend himself but against somebody who lied to him. But I have a question about that because the media is obsessed with this and obviously like the, I hate to say this because it's cringe, but the military industrial complex and like they're all obsessed with the Ukraine thing and the Unipart. Do they think that like Americans vote based on Ukraine? Like, I mean, I I think well, most it, normal I think people they think like that Americans. They're hoping that Americans will see that grabbing by the blank equals Putin's puppet equals bad phone call to Zelensky equals um, Trump. Um, insurrection equals his take on Ukraine means it's all it's all the thing well, you yeah, see but now just, you see that he's terrible we've been telling you now think, you see right but I think like most people actually like I think just an average person who doesn't necessarily follow politics because like the Putin's puppet stuff and the bad phone call to Zelensky and that stuff that's like I mean people who are into politics like the Rachel Maddow wine moms and stuff know all that stuff but like the average person who like can't name the vice president the people that they get on the man in the street stuff do you think if like these reporters went to them and asked them and said like what do you think about the fact that donald trump says he doesn't care who wins the war in ukraine and he just wants the fighting to end like i feel like that's something that a lot of our friends that are like totally apolitical and don't care about politics at all they'd be like well yeah i do want the fighting to end i right, guess it doesn't really matter need, like they don't care but pe- you know people I mean? need um, kerosene for the Trump obsession, obsession, hatred, conflagration. They will take it in a second. Right, but I, I oh, you think know what? that's the like, worst thing in the world. Oh my the, yeah, p- the like politics people like that have bought into all the stuff definitely think that like not wanting Ukraine to have total victory over Russia is like the worst thing in the world. But I think like for totally average people, like. The kind of people who vote in presidential elections who don't pay attention otherwise, I think that's like one of Trump's absolutely most tenable, most defensible positions that's like most like what you'd hear somebody say in a bar or even like 
a lot of our friends who are apolitical who are like, I'm so independent. I just vote for the person. Like, can't we all just get along? I vote for the ideas. You know, a lot of them, I feel like, would be like, yeah, can't the killing just stop? It doesn't really matter right. who wins and loses. Like, I mean, I think that that's... I think that that's a very normal person thing to say of Trump. Like, I I thought that was... It's funny because those are the things that outrage the kind of establishment of both sides the absolute most when Trump says stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I think those are some of his absolutely most appealing positions to regular people because I think that regular people do think that way. I Absolutely. And one thing we know about Trump is that he likes building things. Right. He doesn't like to see buildings unbuilt and wreckage and rubble. He finds, right. I think he finds war abhorrent because it's massively unproductive. It's corrupt. Well, and I think he thinks, and I actually also believe this for all, I'm not really a Trump person, but that if he were president, Putin never would have invaded Ukraine. Right. And we know that he didn't invade Ukraine, but it doesn't matter because yeah, these he people did in the, the Obama administration, Jonathan Carl and these other people already told us last year that had Trump been president, it would not have gone this well. So oh, there's right. already been a... a Trump Which is like shadow presidency insane. that is handling Ukraine badly. <laughs> it's handling everything badly. Yep. It's handling the border badly. It's handling inflation in the economy badly. Yes. It's handling the oh, deficit the badly. It's handling the deficit badly. The imaginary <laughs> Trump presidency in all of their heads is it's, like, it, I mean, it's a total dystopian, crazy. They've handled everything worse than so Biden. So there's a, there's a, a, um, is a clip of a kind of a, um, montage of a few different cuts that I heard on the Andrew Clavin show that that I've gyped from Andrew Clavin that I'm going to play here. And even when it wasn't about Trump anymore, with these same people, it was about Trump. They just couldn't leave it alone. This is the coverage, some of the coverage on Inauguration Day, or Joe, Joe Biden's Inauguration Day. Tonight, the president gets down to business, working to unravel the, the last four years, signing 17 executive actions. Oh, no, that's too good. I got to go back to the beginning. Working to unravel the last four years. Working to unravel what Trump did to us. Tonight, the president gets down to business, working to unravel the last four years, signing 17 executive... He has to unravel the last four years because Trump raveled it. He made it just as just impenetrable ball of of disharmony you know so now they have to try to unravel it and get us back to they did the same thing during obama after bush though too don't you feel like that it was with obama yes. yeah like the policies yes. of the last administration everything was the last administration's fault for oh. like the entire presidency and then everything oh, yeah. became and the pod Trump's save america kids were here finally and they did that you probably were too young but they big did that big time when clinton beat bush the old yeah they had to undo the entire well, reagan know, and bush also, presidency but it was then. also the cool kids were here the yeah, young the brash young, thinkers mm -hmm. the baby boomers were finally in office Guys, here we go. We can start. It's like like the brain trust. The, 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 that's still when, when Democrats had this vision of that picture of of RFK and JFK, you know, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, like, uh, you know, in the doorway mm -hmm. there, you know, very in deep thought. ...actions, including a mask mandate exactly one year since the first case of coronavirus came to our shores. Mask mandate. Yay! See how excited she is? Keep mm -hmm. the music going. Tonight, in a newly redecorated Oval Office, he's already getting down to business. In a newly redecorated... Don't worry, guys. All the gaudy Trump stuff is gone. All the swastikas... We got rid of his tacky got, stuff. Yep, the swastikas are gone, and the, the rebel flag that he had up there is gone, I'm told. So it's fresh again. And he's already getting down to business. Holy hell. This is, is this Jen Psaki writing this? President's getting down to business. Well, Jen Psaki just told us the president's getting down to business. Well, then the president's getting down to business. Joe Biden just told us that there's a that there's a, a, a existential threat out there with uh, haters. And so there's an existential threat out there with haters. White supremacists. What do you think about the existential threat? They exactly. ask the panel. What do you think about the president getting back to business? He's getting back to business. <laughs> what do you think about him unraveling <laughs> the last four years? <laughs> and he's like, why don't they just work for the campaign at this point? 
So what do you think about the fact that Biden's going to finish the job? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about him building back better? (laughs) Signing a series of sweeping executive actions that roll back his predecessor's policies and recommit America to being part of the global community. (laughs) (laughs) And recommit America. Oh, so glowing. Recommitting America. You used to be committed back when Obama was. And then it was uncommitted when Trump raveled it. Now we get to recommit to the global community. Those are so such positive words. I know. Happy words. Global community. Community. Mr. Biden wasted no time getting to work in the Oval Office, signing executive orders ending construction launched by President Trump on the southern border wall, scrapping his so-called Muslim travel ban. How'd those work out for them, by the way? Right. Scrapping the border wall, scrapping the Muslim travel ban. The Muslim travel ban was scrapped by then anyway. By the way, in which was decidedly like the Obama Muslim travel ban, but which was just called something different. When Obama banned travel from all these countries, that was fine. That right. was fine. It's like how you can fire people for any reason except if you say the reason. So. Right. <laughs> Wasted no time getting to work in the Oval Office, signing executive orders ending construction launched by President Trump on the southern border wall, scrapping his so-called Muslim travel ban, and rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement. The new president is not trying to sugarcoat the enormous challenges he and we as a nation are inheriting from President Trump. Uh, Biden has already signed a flurry of executive orders and actions working. Once again, this is the guy. See, this is why Tapper said the president went up there and lied Again and again and again and again and again. He misled the American people. He laughed at a rape victim because normalcy, his sea level is being, is calibrated with if a Democrat. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's an office. We're, ra- we're unraveled mm-hmm. from the Democrats in office. Everything's going well. The adults are back in charge. That's right. I the can superheroes be... are going to come save us. That's right. Wall, ...scrapping his so-called Muslim travel ban and rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement. The new president is not trying to sugarcoat the enormous challenges he and we as a nation are inheriting from President Trump. Uh, Biden has already signed... What, a... is it the, uh, inheriting what from happened Trump? to you during the Trump administration? Like, what challenges did you face? Did you... He and we inherited... Was I it, inherited the, them too. The, yeah, he inherited the energy independence, the record low unemployment. It, it, it's all he had to do was open the country again, right? And not to how'd your four hundred one k fare under Trump? The flurry of executive orders and actions working to undo much of the legacy of Donald Trump, who fled Washington before the transfer of power took place. Fled Washington, <laughs> like Hitler fled the uh, the, the uh, front or something. He fled. I just reminds me as a matter of fact. I have, I know a guy who. I know I knew a kid who said to me when we were talking about Trump a couple of years ago. Um. He didn't even stay for the inauguration of Joe Biden. He wasn't even there. He didn't even do that. Did you know that? And kept saying that because obviously it had been said in in their house by the mm-hmm. adult by the parents. Right. As a big bad thing. <gasps> He didn't this stay. Is, Trump's not even at the inauguration. Now, of course, they would have been angry had Trump gone to the inauguration. How dare he show but his face? Didn't even have the dignity. Oh, guess what we're upset about uh, tonight, honey? What? It's that he fled 
and he didn't stay for the inauguration. Isn't it funny, though, how people like pick up these lines from stuff and they're upset about it and they don't even know what it means or anything about it. And I'm sure people on the right do this stuff, too. Like, I, I don't think it's exclusive to the left, but I, I obviously notice it more when it's the left. Like, the one that kills me is like the Kyle Rittenhouse. They always say like he crossed state lines. Right. Like, that's a thing. Like, I can, but he crossed state lines. And you're like, well, that's not like elite crossing state lines. We don't, you know, live in some kind of dictatorship yeah, where you're not allowed to cross state lines. It's also like, let me help lines. you with your point again. He shot people. <laughs> that's where you need to be focusing, okay? But it's weird how people like pick up these things, these well, well, like one-liners It didn't about start stuff. with just he crossed state lines. It started with he crossed state lines with a gun. Right. And then they found out that he didn't. The gun was already on the other side of the state line. So then it had to be, well, he still he crossed state lines. I know. They have to tell us that he crossed state lines. It's so funny. But like the people get these like one liners about stuff. You know? It's so disappointing. And like they just then repeat them over and over. He didn't even stay for the peaceful transfer of power. It's been a tradition for you know, like they say this stuff and they don't know if it's a tradition. They never thought about it before. No. They never noticed whether anybody was at anybody else's inauguration. They never cared about it, you know, in the slightest. It was never a thing anybody cared about. Or like every time Trump ever appointed anybody to anything. It wasn't like they knew who the uh, the education secretary was before Betsy DeVos. Right. But she yep. was like the worst one ever and the most yes, unqualified and the most <laughs> terrible. Right. right. Like, it, it's just, you know, people pick up this stuff. They like absorb these little tidbits, which is why it's so bad that the media is like this and why yes. it is so, because they all say it. All CNN, NBC, everybody said he crossed state lines. Everybody said this pick is unprecedented. Everybody said, I can't believe Trump fled the Capitol before the peaceful transfer of power. Uh, you know, everybody says insurrection. Everybody says that, you know, all Trump's people are liars, even though they know they're all liars. Like, but they're so Alice, dishonest that, and they're they, so like such a they're in they such a the unison in with 9-11 and Pearl Harbor else. Right. Right. So and like. People buy this stuff and eat it up. And I, you know, but that's why it's bad that there's zero dissension from. And, you know, we have like Fox and Newsmax and there is like a little bit of dissension there on certain things, mm -hmm. um, but not not a lot but, of them. I well, mean, like, well, how about this? Remember the guy I went to Winchester High School with said, Tom, police were killed that day. Yeah. For the insurrection. It was an insurrection. They killed police officers. Yes. Yeah. And then he just, I said, no, they didn't, and sent him the things showing that, that nobody was Mostly just some and, protesters And died. then he, he disengaged. Like, shame on you, Tom. I was like, I'm sorry that what the thing that you need mentally to have been, which was not, but you needed it to have been so you could get some, some hate high out of uh, your hate confirmation, didn't work out for you. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It was bad, okay? Well, yeah, and that's what Can't was... you just take it was a bad day and feel good about that? There you go. We were wrong. Trump was bad. He invited people to Washington, D.C., and they did bad things. It's, that should be good enough. Why does it have to be, you see, this well, is next level? Because that's like what the Trump town hall was like. It was like Caitlin Collins had never encountered anybody saying those things before or like contradicting those sort of truths that live on the left like that. Like anybody right. who's posted them on Facebook has encountered people who will say that stuff like, no, no police officers died. Like that's BS. But she's obviously like never heard somebody say stuff like that about like Trump and his documents. Like that he could declassify documents and Biden couldn't. Right. She's like, no, that's not what she, that's not what the Presidential Records Act says. And actually, and like she's like getting upset because there's she like doesn't have anything for this. Well, then she lowers the boom. Then she says, you said two years ago that if you were and he said, I wasn't president. Then. I was president. <laughs> then. Now I'm not. Which, of course, she is. She does not have that third dimension to be able to handle. <laughs> Like you, you don't say that in politics in America. Like nobody ever teaches you to say, "Yeah, I was effing lying." It's opportunism. Yeah, you, nobody. And Obama says it, did the same thing. Obama railed against when he was a senator about how the debt raising the debt ceiling would be irresponsible. Oh, so, of course, and it, it, voted it, it, against it. And then he, they all as do. president, 
didn't like Trump's just the only one who Yo, tells the truth. Right. <laughs> That's why he's against right, it one say, day. You can't say that. <laughs> he did say that. He said what the others mean but are afraid to say. But when he goes and does something like that that exposes something, and it's you know what it is. It's the it's that joke. Who's the, the comedian um, who Netflix protected? Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Remember Chappelle said the, the joke about Trump is that he went, he was in the rich people, the elite house, and he came out and told all the poor people, yeah. <laughs> Everything that than, you think is yeah, going on. It's going on there. <laughs> then he went back in the house. <laughs> it's like that, that when Trump does that, that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Because those people are, everybody on that panel is a charlatan. And everybody in politics, most people in politics, mm -hmm. from some, one way or another, they're absolute liars. So for them to be calling out somebody else as a liar, but he does lie. He constantly is full of it. Constantly oh, yeah. full of it. But he has the capacity to not give a flying... <laughs> he also lies in a way like we all know people who lie that way. Oh, I definitely know. They're <laughs> like, called New York a-holes. <laughs> but, like, there's a whole bunch of people out there that... Well, like, it's, a sh it's a shit talker. Is what right. They talk a bunch of BS about, like, how great they are, how expensive their car was, how, like, mm -hmm. all their stuff is the best, how they did this, how, you know, they got this great business deal, whatever it is. Like, there's people that just are like that. Mm -hmm. And you just learn to sort of be like, oh, okay. But, but, but. And, you know, and they act like they've never seen that before. You know what I mean? They act like. Like Trump yes, says, no, totally. I'd have this war over in 24 hours. And they're like, he would not have the war over right. in 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> and then they say to us, look, he didn't build the wall and Mexico didn't pay for it. Now do you see he never cared about you? Like, yeah. None of you care about us. You didn't build yeah. a wall either, was, you idiot. He's like, talking. You know? I never, who, who thought that he was going to build a wall and invoice Mexico for it? <laughs> Really? God. They just, and that's why Caitlin Collins is like, she doesn't understand all these people. Why are these people laughing at me? Why are these people laughing at me? But, like, don't they remember? Because they did this in 2016, too. Where they, like, where they did this same thing and they didn't understand it then at that time either. Did you see the stuff, by the way, about, like, Oliver Darcy and, um,. Let's hit Mayorkas first. And then okay. Go. Hey, I just want to that will close out the Sunday okay. stuff. Here's Mayorkas um, with uh, Jonathan Carl. This is just classic, beautiful. That is a presumption of ineligibility that can be overcome. It is not a ban. And so I disagree with that in every regard. Starting so now. I also want to ask you, that it was back in, in two years ago, more than two years ago, uh, that uh, the president put Vice President Kamala Harris in, uh, uh, in, in playing a critical role in terms of trying to stop the flow of migrants across the border. W where has Vice President Harris been on this? Are you in regular contact with her? When was the last time you spoke to her? Um, I, I, pr uh, Vice President Biden, uh, Vice President Harris reached out to me uh, earlier this week. Uh, that uh, effort. Hey, Jonathan, ask him what reached out to me means. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? He said, the question was, have you spoken to her? When's the last time you spoke to her? She reached out. Does that mean somebody on her team sent somebody no, on his that, team an email? That means that they got a memo from the office of the vice president that about a thousand people get. And that's reaching out, reached out. It's across the border. W where has Vice President Harris been on this? Are you in regular contact with her? When was the last time you spoke to her? Um, I, I, pr uh, vice President Biden, uh, Vice President Harris reached out to me uh, earlier this week. Uh, that uh, effort is a years-long effort. And Vice President Harris has led the investment of more than $3 billion in the Northern Triangle countries of Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. So, I mean, it's years long, but it's already been going on. I mean, she, she was a, more than two years so ago, she got this responsibility. Absolutely. You know, that also effort in began the category, in the Obama-Biden administration. It was... Uh, okay, go ahead. The That's like another one in the category of like, do they think that's what regular people want to hear is we're spending billions of dollars in Guatemala and Honduras to like build them streetlights or whatever so they don't try and come here? 
Yes, it's yes. Do it's, they think that that's what people like no, regular people no, in America want to hear? Border, but yes, we've given but, taxpayer money to root causes, and it hasn't made a difference. It'll take years. You won't see any results for like a really long time from that. But there's going to be some chaos. <laughs> I don't understand why. Like, obviously, at this point, it's not incompetence. It's actually, they are, like, malevolent. Like, they want the border to be chaos because there's no reason for it to be like this. But the incompetence of the spin, like, the fact that they think that that, like, sounds good. Like, oh, yeah, Kamala's really, like, working on that streetlights in Guatemala thing. That's, yeah, that... We've spent billions of dollars there, billions. I just like the idea of, like, American <laughs> money driving south as the migrants are moving north, passing each other. Countries eventually, of eventually this will pay off. Honduras and El Salvador. So, I mean, it's years long, but it's already been going on. I mean, she, she was, a, more than two years ago, she got this responsibility. A- absolutely. You know, that effort began in the Obama-Biden administration. It was uh, terribly taken down during the Trump administration, and Vice President Harris has led uh, an extraordinary effort. Trump managed to break the border while out of office. (laughs) It's weird. Crazy. It's weird. It was broken under Obama. Right. There were pictures of the kids in the little silver big potato blankets Mm -hmm. and in the cages and all the stuff under Obama when we had all the crises then. And then there was none of that during Trump except when they dug up reports of abuse and photos from the Obama administration that they used under Trump as though it was happening then, which it wasn't. And then back well, to, and then we went back to having the actual crisis again. The second Biden got into office, Trump somehow caused everything to fall apart. Yes. Well, but also Trump killed the the thing that started under Obama Biden. Trump, which was paying, giving Guatemala billions of dollars. Right. Trump stopped that. <laughs> okay and that's a bad thing why don't they that just even go work trump, for not trump's only, campaign not only trump stopped that but he stopped the border crisis too but now they're back and the money's still going to guatemala and there's a border crisis there's been more migrants this last week than ever in history right which they're calling not as much surge as we thought there would be right. in all the headlines washington post is like no surge has materialized and then, like, further down in the article, it's like, we are seeing 10,000 people a day cross the border, which is the highest number ever, but it's less than we thought would happen in the surge, so yeah. that's good. And some of this stuff is simply these, the coyotes, the traffickers, went early. Yeah. They went before the Right, ruling. that's why there was already having a crisis, because people right. make their plans and do what they're going to do based on what they perceived the future to be, not what Trump was doing five years ago. Right. To address the root causes of why people flee their homes in the first instance, violence, poverty, corruption, authoritarian regimes, extreme weather events, persecution, and the like. All right, second. We have to solve extreme weather events before we can fix the border, guys. We have to make every hellhole that's got a vast diverse and different array of histories cultures etc we have to make each of those better than the united states <laughs> and then people will not want to come so here. so that so that if you tried to put them in the u.s they'd head south it has to be guatemala we have to fix it to be to be an oasis on earth to be right. absolute nirvana and then they won't come here anymore and so we're going to have to figure out crime. We're going to have to figure out climate crisis. We're going to have to figure out 18 other elements. Uh, yeah, so corrupt politicians. Corrupt politicians, exactly. So what do we do? Should we send the CIA in to make sure that uh, to strongmen? A, just a few more coups, and I think yep. we'll have it taken. The next one here. is the one. <laughs> That's the one that works out well with nobody using machetes on anybody else. That will be it. Doggy, we gotta go. Is it already that time? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So we will jump. Can I talk over all your good stuff. Well, we'll have some good stuff for the Patreon show in a few minutes. So if you're on Patreon, just stay there. We're gonna do the chat chat right now. So this is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat 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 
chat, which is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, a delicious, flavorful, and hot hot sauce uh, that also they give 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So really just a great company. Find it at Market Basket Big Y and at ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. Steve Romero. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Couple things. Hold on. Was he chew? Did he chew something? Is that what that was? Yes. Hi. That's what are you Steve eating? Steve Romero. Couple things. Tom. Yes. How is it that when I say I find Caitlin Collins attractive, somehow now I am involved with transgendered? Uh, men. <laughs> but when Tim from Canton says he finds Caitlin Collins attractive. <laughs> Quote, well, that's different, unquote. <laughs> really wish you could explain that one to me. But more importantly, before you go judging anybody's taste in women, pal, mm-hmm. I got two words for you. Rochelle Walensky. Oh, she does it for me. I am a <laughs> fan of Rochelle Walensky. There's something about her. Do you, do you think she's pretty? She's saucy. There's I don't know about if her. she's my thing, but yeah, I don't know. These for the for the demo. The the The... the uh, Caitlin Collins thing, I don't know. Steve's, yeah, there's. That's weird. That's a weird Steve calibration for Tim. It's because she's like this Mensa nerd, and Tim's a genius in his own right. And so I think he's, I think he likes the nerdiness of her. It makes her kind of an impeccable thing. Hmm. You find that attractive. Yeah. Did you ever notice that they only shoot Rochelle Walensky from the neck up? I don't think that's yeah. true. <laughs> you want to check for a uh, cock and balls. Jesus. Thank you. you check Rochelle first. Anyway, as Quint said to Hooper, <laughs> don't you tell me my business again. Thank you. Incorrect. Yeah, let Steve have Caitlin Collins. Rochelle Walensky is great for the demo. I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, she's she's lovely. Caitlin calls it. You're just gonna do so much better. I mean, look at Abby Horn a sec. Come on. Um. Okay. Sorry. What are we doing now? Any more messages? Okay. Okay. You guys are my heroes. It took you exactly five and a half episodes of the All You Can Eat podcast before you started cheating on Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Oh, how I dare absolutely you! Absolutely love it, Tom. You're an unrepentant whore. <laughs> He's, a, He's a whore. Good it's job, true. Guys. Although I think. I think I was going through photos on my phone for something else mm-hmm. the other day, and I believe our thing with them was six months, which you didn't like calendar out the ad reads or something right. for Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. But I have pictures with Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce in my yes, but in they my sent phone. me more stuff, which means we've it's an auto renew. No, but it was a case with six months, and this was three bottles, so that's a quarter of a case. Yes, oh, don't make a small sound small time. <laughs> Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce is the official hot sauce of, of the, the Burn Barrel Podcast. Burn Barrel. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And Melinda's um, is a different animal. That's that's for uh, for the All You Can Eat podcast. So it's two different worlds. Two different worlds. This is the legal, official Billy Bulger operation. The All You Can Eat <laughs> podcast is the Whitey Bulger operation. There's some shaking down happening other things. Don't worry about it. The two are separate. Steve from Merriman with another thought for Tom. So you stated that there's no attractive women in Merrimack and Newburyport has the cream of the crop. Oh, yes. Let me tell you something. Oh, else. yeah. Newburyport outside of Oakland. He likes psychos, Maine. remember, though, Steve. Well, but also, I know. Um, we know some attractive. I know. Well, I Newburyport is. We know attractive people in Merrimack. Well, I don't want to say names on the podcast. Okay. Are they listeners? Oh, yeah. Those okay, actually... we do know attractive people and in that's, Merrimack. That's a good-looking couple. Okay. So mm-hmm. So they are good-looking. Okay, yeah. there. Um, Tom takes it back, Steve. I take it back. I take it back. Um, yeah. Um, but Noob Report, oh, come on. Man, I used to take the train down to... Um, down to um, when I worked in Braintree at the when the Herald moved to Braintree, yet I, I used to start by taking either the Haverhill train or mm-hmm. the Newburyport train. One was full of beautiful 
lovely woman women and smelled like the perfume uh section of a, of at a Saks Fifth Avenue and one was essentially a free injection site. <laughs> so there was it's night and day. No, the Newbury Port how dare you disparage the Newbury you can't if you're in Merrimack, you can't compete with Newbury Port. You can't by the way, let the record show I have an affinity for the ladies at I mean I mean I don't have an affinity for anybody lady but my wife. But for aesthetically, I acknowledge that I am not afraid of the set that hangs out at Walmart and Seabrook either. Wait, you like the women at Walmart and Seabrook? Many of them, yes, I do. What? I don't love them. I'm saying aesthetically, it, there's something. Remember my. Maybe I go at different times of day than you or no, something. No, well, remember know. my 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 um my girlfriend I told you about from uh, Malden. Mm-hmm. Who, who <laughs> was with uh, romantically with approximately seventy three thousand men? Okay. There's something very her about a lot of. Okay. At that Walmart, it's yeah, it's just a, it's just a thing. It's, just, it's a personal preference. The. I don't want venereal diseases. <laughs> But, but you like the type of women who give them to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Newburyport has the cream of the crop? Yes. Let me tell you something else. <laughs> Newburyport, outside of Ogunquit, Maine, what? is the lesbian capital of North America. That's true. We're not talking lipstick lesbians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Thank you. Steve, that is incorrect. I'm going to challenge that. I, I think you're thinking of Rockport. Rockport, like like bearskin, uh, whatever that is, that's that's lesbian, like uh, convention center essentially. Bearskin neck, that's what it is. Say something, Alice, so I don't take all the heat. Okay, um, stand by. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, if you're listening on Patreon Live right now, just stay there. We're just going to continue the show with our Patreon segment. If you'd like to join in with that, that's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel, where you can sign up for that. Of course, the main show is always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can find links to all the places to listen. It's also on YouTube. It's also on Rumble. You can talk to us on Twitter at burnbarrelpod, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Say la vie. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.